be so gangster, like, chill out. Shut up, cause you know you like it. What's good, what's good, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Gen TV Podcast. As always, got your boy Ease in the building. Hey, hey, wonder sauce guy. We are short a cast member today, but not like the Joe Budden podcast. There's no beef. We still good. He just signed his own vacation, but we do have a very special guest in the building. Might be our biggest guest <laughs> nah, we've ever had definitely. so far. <laughs> Got the lovely honey in here. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank y'all so much for having me. Uh, thank you for coming, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I love doing stuff like this. Okay, okay. It's like, it's the, definitely the new wave, right? Everybody's doing their own podcast, yeah. right? Everybody thinks they got a voice everyone needs to hear. Yeah, but, you know, everybody thinks they got something to say. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> as long as somebody listening, right? As long as the views is there, you get yo, it. Most definitely. Yo, yeah. So, for the people that don't know you, which shouldn't be too many left, right? Because you definitely got a buzz around here. Um, Like, you're a rapper. Yeah. Female rapper at that, which is like, I think definitely on the come up, I would say, like, in these last couple of years, I think mm-hmm. female rap is definitely, like... They're still making it, like, uh, uh their position in the game right now. You, you don't yeah. think it's established yet? Um, I think, it's a, I think it's established, but I don't think it's established in the sense that it should be. Okay. It's not established based off of bars and, and, and punchlines and flow and cadences. and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's based off of looks. Most definitely. It's based off of looks so, and it's based off of twerking and dancing. And so rap, like the female rap game to you right now is just mostly on that sex sells kind of vibe. Yes, completely. The so, only one I see that's out there that's like, I mean, obviously like a young M.A., yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. that's not I mean that and in her own right you know what I'm saying like the type of people that yeah, like yeah. her you know what I'm saying that's that's their wave I guess but you know the only one really is like Rhapsody okay that's yeah, out yeah. there out there you know what I'm saying is is Rhapsody you know and this might sound a little crazy or off-putting but like I would I don't really like I know Young M.A. is definitely a, a woman but I, when I look at female rap I really kind of put her in like in the do category yeah so I guess really just not even two really one and like do i don't even think i would say rhapsody gets that kind of love and she doesn't she doesn't get the respect she deserves from listening to your music i've noticed that i think with the exception of maybe one song you don't really talk about sex too much like you're strictly barred yeah Yeah. do you find that it to be harder to get your music out there for people to hook onto your music because of that um no i don't think so um i think that the people who really rock with me that's why they rock with me right is because they're like they listen and they're like, yo, you just killed that verse. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when I when I dropped show off, um, recently, I had mad people hitting me up like, yo, you took me back to little Kim vibes, <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, um, the people who really rock with me, that's that's what they love about me. They love that I'm not doing what everybody you're else not is changing doing. up like you're staying true to yourself right and i mean i have my slick little bars here and there i mean i could get raunchy on the record yeah. i i got one it's just in the stash right now we got it it's just you know and it's not that i'm like scared to release it or anything like that it's just the timing absolutely now that's that's what i noticed like when i was listening to some of your music it's like more so on the like the um the lyricist side so you're not really yeah. you're not trying to promote sex like that you're not doing like the the nikki or the cardi type of vibe like you're really just bar for bar like you're trying to go toe to toe with the lyrics and i find like me personally maybe i'm wrong i find like female artists that really do that have a hard a different more difficult time getting their music the attention that it deserves because we're not most guys aren't looking at a female artist to really be a lyricist they're more looking at them to be sexy to be portrayed as like a sex model not to say that you're not that 
but I'm saying that in a sense where that's what they're expecting from the music. And mm-hmm. I, me personally, like as a listener, it's almost when I hear a female artist, that's the main thing I'm looking for is like, okay, when is the sex bar going to come so in? So you're part of the yeah. problem. Yeah, more, more than likely. <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? I look back of what I was growing up on. I right. was growing up on, I'm, I grew up Little Kim Foxy era, right? Where Little Kim and Foxy was the main ones. You had the brat, you had, Eve. you know what I'm saying? You yeah. had Eve or whatever, but when people really talked about it, but even with Eve too, like Little Kim Foxy, Eve or whatever, like I had, I grew up around a lot of males. Like, yep. all my cousins and stuff. I have an older brother. It's just me and him. But, like, all my cousins that were my age were dudes. And then they all had older brothers. So, it was like, I grew up with a lot of guys. So, when I'm in the car with my brother or whatever, he's playing certain things. Right. And when it came down to it, they would still bang a Lil' Kim record. They'll still bang a Foxy record. They'll still bang an Eve record. And because there's records on there that they can go for. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep, they yep, can yep. spit with them. It's not where they're going just as hard as a dude would, you know? So that's what I, that's how I grew up. Okay. So for me, it's like, it don't matter. It it shouldn't matter what I'm wearing. You know what I'm saying? You got to listen to them bars. And if you really rock with me, you listening to the bars, no matter what I'm wearing. If you were in a position right now, um, to like get signed by a bigger company, right? Mm -hmm. Like to really like get that, that big check everybody's looking for, but they wanted to rebrand you a little bit. In more of a sex sell kind of way, would you change for that check right now? Um, I would. You would. I that's would. being real. That's real, but though. I put it in this terms, right? What is what is it called? It's called the game. Mm-hmm. You got to play the game. Like at the that's end a- of the day, you got to play the game. Right. So if they tell me like, "Yo, we love your honey image. We love the purple hair. We love the 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 makeup. You know, we love the nails. We yep, love yep, this. Yep. We love the jewelry, the ice, the this." But we gonna need you to go out like this, to go out like that. I'd be like, all right, cool, let's go. Okay. I'm not, sh- I'm, I'm comfortable enough with myself because I know who I am. Absolutely. And I, that's that speaks volumes into to you as a person because I feel like most people they, they wanna they wanna be on this like integrity thing or my morals thing, but not realizing like you're in it for a reason. Not to say that right. you're gonna go completely against it and you know be out here wilding, but I feel like like you said, you have to play the game. You have to do what it takes to to get you to that level. Right. We may we may be beating a dead horse in this direction, but an opportunity arises in a if a different direction. Right, and when you look at it, you look at a lot of artists that are on right now. Right, a lot of artists that are on right now had to rebrand. J Cole did not come in as J Cole. Yeah, J yeah. Cole's name was the therapist. Yeah, true. Kendrick Lamar wasn't coming in as Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar was K Dot. You know what I mean? A lot of these artists had to rebrand. Rhapsody wasn't even Rhapsody before. You know what I mean? So it's like. A lot of these artists had to rebrand to get part, to another part level. It's part of it. Have you, you rebranded you yourself do. yet? Yeah. Actually, Honey is my rebrand. Oh, okay. what's what were you before? I used to go by my real name, Nikki Ellis. Nikki okay. Ellis. Mm-hmm. What made you rebrand yourself into Honey? I got signed to a um I got signed to an indie label. So okay. when I got signed to the indie label, um, my manager was we had went out to LA to mm-hmm. um Complex Con and that time going out to LA, we was moving and shaking with a lot of Heavy hitters, you know? So we hadn't signed the contract yet, but that's where it was heading. And um, so my manager was just like, yo, you know, he was working with somebody else and he was like, yo, I'm going to just introduce you to everybody and make your way around the conference and, you know, we'll link up after. When we linked up in the hotel room, he was like, you know, I got a lot of good feedback. Everybody fucks with you. They love your personality, but it's very hard to break a female artist. Everybody's unanimous you know, decision was or suggestion was that I rebrand you. 
Okay. So I'm like, at first I was like, nah. I was like, no. Like I legit was like crying. Like I walked out my hotel room in tears. I called my husband. I'm like crying. And what I just said about it's the game. You got to play the game. Those was his words to me, because that's so you, how uh, I felt. So your man, so your manager put you on some game then, because at that time you, you were kind of being stubborn about it. My my husband is the one. Oh, your who, husband then put you on. My manager was like, "Yo, this is what we gonna have to do to break you into the industry." And he wasn't with it. And I wasn't with it. My husband was the one that was like, "Yo, what's this shit called? It's called a game, right?" Like I literally <laughs> just said what he told me yeah. years ago. He's like, "It's just called a game, right?" That's he was like, you, "That's you what you want from a partner, like Absolutely. to put you on some shit that you wasn't like." He even, was like, "Yo, he was like, yo, you better play this fucking game. This your dream. This is what you've been working for since you was a kid, and you got an opportunity in front of you, mm -hmm. and you mad over a name change? Like he, <laughs> he going in on me. I was yeah. like, I wiped my tears, I went back up to the room, but I was like, all right, fine. And then that day we changed my name to. So did to they honey. did they already pick Honey for you, or was no, it like I a picked honey. Like it was a collective thing. Okay. Yeah, I, we were um we had like dispersed again because my manager had to go do some work with another artist, so we like dispersed again, and I went to um. I went to go sit in on one of the panels. So while I'm sitting in on the panel, I'm like texting him like different name ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I said, honey. And he was like, hold on. So he texted his partner and his partner was like, yeah, that's the one. So <laughs> he was like, yo, go on social media, try to lock down whatever honey handles you can. Of course, just mm -hmm. honey was taken. So right. I was like, all right, well, I'll just do honey music. So people know it's like a music page and right, right, right. whatever. How long okay. have you been honey now then? Like like years, months? Is it No, it's been a couple years. Couple years. Have yeah, you noticed that... like a transition from your previous alias to this? Um transition how so? Like um I guess more attention, more followers, more like, like did the, more did the rebrand actually help? Yeah. It did. Oh, okay. It did. Yeah, um especially so at first when we started the rebrand it was like okay, we're going to change the name. But then it was like, well, we have to figure out how to separate Honey from Nikki Ellis because okay. when it was going by my real name, it was easy. I could roll up and kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. and be like, nah, this, I'm chilling. <laughs> you know? Um, so we had to figure out like, well, who is Honey going to be without, because my big thing was like, I'll rebrand, but I don't want to lose myself either. You know what I'm saying? That's, but, that's the yeah. tough part in it. Right. But then I did start getting comfortable. Once I did like start doing like the purple hair and the makeup mm -hmm. and, you know, changing my style in that sense, I was like, oh, so you got like not even just a name, like you rebranded your whole look, yeah, like the, the, the so like like so your hair is part of like yeah. the honey yeah. package. Okay. If you notice, like all my videos, my I did, photo yeah, shoots, yeah. it's always purple. Yeah, every once in a while, I throw like the blonde braids in there or whatever, <laughs> right, but right, everything right. is for the most part purple. Okay, um, but that's that's the that's I don't want to say the gimmick, but that's what's gonna make you remember me. Um, and it worked. Like I had an instance over. You got a good team around you. Are you still signed to this current manager indie label? So our contract technically ended, okay. but um, we we're still together. Like we're on a handshake situation now. So now, what is an indie label? Uh, could you explain like what's the difference between an indie label and like, I guess being signed to like one of these major labels? All right. So the real so people don't realize that there's only three real record labels in the business. Okay. There's Universal. Um, Universal Republic mm -hmm. is Sony and Warner Brothers. So yep. Def Jam is not like a Def Jam is under somebody else. So like oh, I didn't literally, know that. yeah, the only three like real real record labels. So like even like Atlantic and all that other stuff, they're like a subsidiary uh, under, one of these three. under one of those three okay. major players. And if you notice, like they own everything. What's Warner Brothers? You see them on TV, you see them on <laughs> yeah, movies, yeah, yeah. Sony, same thing. And um, so yeah, everybody else like falls under there. So there's only a few labels that are like completely independent. Like Rock Nation is completely independent. Okay. Like Rock Nation does not fall under um, any, of, any of those, right? Um, so 
Now, the big difference between an indie label and a major label is the money. You know what I'm saying? Like, major labels, they can throw out a million dollars to promote for marketing for one single. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They they can do all that because they have those funds. Um, indie labels, that's that's the grind. That's the hustle. That's yeah, the... Yeah, yeah. That's the we ain't flying first class. We taking buses. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's actually just clicking to me that indie stands for independent. Though. Yeah, independent labels. <laughs> thought, yeah. So, under like so, you've gotten paid through this already. Like, have you gotten paid as a rapper, like to do shows or anything like that yet? Um. Well, that's the thing. When when things started picking up to get to that level, COVID happened. Okay. So it's kind of like you know, because obviously in the beginning it's a lot of like you know you sign a contract and people think like my contract was for two years. That you think like two years, that's so much time. Like, yeah, yeah. but in retrospect, two years is very short, especially when COVID happens in between those two years. And Absolutely. that's still in the con, like even with COVID, like that, that's not like a clause or anything. Like you're still in the contract during this time where you couldn't perform or do anything. Yeah, I mean, what kind of clause would you have for COVID before COVID? Disaster clause, some <laughs> shit like anything. No, nah, I think nobody thought we was about to go through some <laughs> we wild shit. We went through a pandemic for this long. Right, right, and even when the even when COVID hit, like me and my manager had talked. And he was just like, yo, because we had a project that was supposed to drop. So I don't know if, uh, if y'all seen on my catalog that's online right now, there's three records, um, How You Living, Big Business, mm-hmm. and Bang It All Out, that those were the singles for the second project. The okay. second project never dropped right. because Cause you, COVID hit. I think hit. the only full project that you got on now is um, Dark. I, I Dark Past, Bright Future. Yeah, like that's yeah. Your, like a full project. That's my first EP. Okay. So... um. We had we had a full album, and what we had decided to do was split the album into two EPs. Okay. So, you know, build a fan base with one EP, and then we've already got all the material locked in for the second one, and you know what I mean? So right. kind of, t- you know, figuring out different ways to, you know, relieve the tensions on you, the pockets and stuff, you, think, you know? Because when I was listening to it, right, one thing I didn't like, it wasn't enough. Like, I feel like I hate when, like, these new albums are just projects like it's just like only four or five songs like well that's because those are called eps they're not full albums. okay eps are supposed to be no more than like seven songs so that's like drake's thing that he just dropped was three records but (laughs) it's an ep like it's oh okay yeah there's a difference between an album and an ep that's why like sometimes there's artists who be out and they may have had like a drake type thing where it was three or four or whatever but then like next thing you know you'll see something like like uh megan the stallion for example that album that she dropped it said like her debut album but she already had stuff out but they were considered mixtapes that makes so much you know because like i'd be seeing like i feel like it's just a new wave nowadays is like is is that like eps are more easier to do than albums like what like why is it going in that direction my thing as a fan is like when when my artist drops a project like i want like 10 (laughs) i want like i want to listen to you like next i think 10 to 12 is like that sweet spot you know what i mean because you look at like funeral funeral's got like what 30 records on it and i didn't get through the whole album i think i started feeling like it's over there's like obviously overkill right i started feeling like i think once i got to like 16 i was like i don't even know what he's talking about anymore like i was like what record is this you know not only that but i feel like a lot of times when they start having like those books of fucking out of music it starts to all sound the same chris brown does that shit a lot Chris Brown had done it. Tory yeah, Lanez had done yeah. it. I think Trey Songz separated like two Trey Songz, albums. yeah. His last one was like called Eleven Twenty Eight, and like Eleven was one album, and Twenty Eight was a, was another album. Yeah. But they had two different vibes. Yeah, like yeah. one was more of like R&B, the sexy records, right. the other one was more of like the party records. So um, now, yeah, like definitely, like I said, originally it was supposed to be like thirteen tracks, but then just as we're learning and you know going through getting advice, a couple people was like, "Yo, maybe I should split it into two. This way you build a fan base. Now as Honey with the new music. Okay. Give them a little bit here and then you give them the rest. 
you know, down later. the line. Right. But like I said, COVID hit and that second EP <laughs> never you, dropped. Have you like since COVID? Obviously, we all like the whole world. Other right? It, have you gotten a positive out of this situation, or has it all just been like fuck? Like this really kind of sent me back. Like sent me bit, back yeah. a little bit. Like you know, have you think like do you think you gotten better throughout this? Like has your fan base kind of dwindled, grown? Like how have you? How has Honey been through COVID? Um. I mean, I think all of us as artists, especially like independent artists, I think we all kind of went through the same, the same kind of like low, I guess you could say. Because if you think about it, like streaming is how, streaming is what they go by. Streaming doesn't bring in money though. No. Like streaming brings in shit. So, you know, once COVID happened, you know, it was like you couldn't even get in the studios and stuff like that. And then even if you could, certain people are just like, nah, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that, whatever. So like the music kind of like settled for a little bit and then you had the death of George Floyd so then that changed actually I, um, I was listening to that I really like that one song you had Say about, My Name yeah like that yeah. was dope like did yeah. you come up with that around that time yeah 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 I, I um I came up with that cause uh going to the protest okay I went to the protest to march and um when I was marching you know one of the one of the chants was you know say his name say her name okay. so then I hit my boy Shump and I was like yo I got this idea why don't we take the Destiny's Child Say My Name <laughs> sample it and then and you know it, yeah. just that'll be the hook i'll say everybody's name it's sad that there's more names that have to get added to that list and at some That's point fun. i'll probably do like a part two or whatever right. but it's sad what's going on right now I mean, but yeah like that that changed the climate you know what i'm saying and then when the music did start coming back out again it's really like the big artists that yeah. were able to kind of like capitalize off that so then the rest of us independent artists is like okay we got to kind of find our way back in because now it's like you got to kind of make a splash now because yeah. what you were doing before you was putting stuff out or you was gearing up to do something and then everything just went on a standstill. Which as a consumer, from a consumer standpoint, like kind of agree, I agree with you. Um, during COVID, like I was just waiting for like most, most of the, most of the bigger artists to like drop their, their newer projects out or drop the newer projects during that time. Yeah. And then they really just took, it took me a while. Actually, maybe like within the last like three months is when I started to listen to like some of the artists that don't really have like that big of a name. Again. Right. Because it's like during that time, I guess most people are looking for like something to disconnect. I guess music is like a way for people to just disconnect for a little bit or to, right. to relate. So we're just waiting. <laughs> we're just waiting that those months for, for shit to drop. And then finally, when people are having the opportunity to drop new music, we're mainly listening for like the bigger names. Exactly. So, you know, I think covid helped those bigger artists yeah. tremendously so for the smaller like the independent up on like up and coming artists y'all really kind of like took a hit then yeah i think we all took a hit but like you know i look at like um when i dropped the record with me and annoyed that was like my first video that's my in a favorite long one time. that's my <laughs> yeah, favorite yeah, yeah. one by the way yo that um that that back and forth shit yeah like, what well, i'm trying to think like yo did y'all like get that idea from somewhere like i, I swear like that yeah sh that I, shit hit home so it I, brought so, me back i don't know where it brought me back i'm gonna tell you exactly where it brought okay. me back. so do you remember um the jay-z and angie martinez me i'm more yeah that's where it came from that's why oh, i named it yo, so yo, that is it that, that oh you know i gotta, I gotta so listen funny? to that shit i only had one person who got it like this dj hit me up and he's a dj on one of the xm stations he dm me and he was like yo i want to throw this the record on my mix or whatever and then he was like, can you send me like the instrumental? Da, da, da. So I sent him everything. He sends me back a video. 
and he's got Jay-Z's verse over my Mia Morley. Really? And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Yo, I was actually just telling him, <laughs> yeah, we like, were I was just trying to figure out, like, I'm like, yo, bro, where, like, where is this bringing you to? I cannot figure it out. I'll like, tell thank you, guys, you. That's what it is. So what, what happened was, uh, I, I mean, I wanted to do a record like that for a long time. So there was that record, and then I don't know if you remember the DMX record, um, Good Girls, Bad Guys. Rest in peace, by the way. Rest in peace, DMX. This that one hit hard. Almost definitely. Um, it was so it was his record. It wasn't like a single that he dropped, but it was on one of his albums. And I want to say it was on. And then there was X. So that record, ever since that album came out, that was one of my favorite records on the album. So that song between that song and the Me I More record, I kept was like, yo, I really want to do something like this. I got to get a dude who's gonna be down to do it, whatever. Cause y'all 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 flow together like perfectly. Oh like, no, nah, me like, and Annoyed are friends. So cause I see you had another song with them too. No, nah, me and you Annoyed don't, only have one song, song together. Yeah, we I only have one had together. Another one, but like that would like, did you try like that concept with other people and it just no. didn't work? Like that was in the first try. Like, yeah. So what we did was, um, I had a session booked with two four. So when I got to the session, Annoyed was chilling, like finishing up his session. So we were chopping it up, whatever. Everybody else that was supposed to be part of my session showed up. So I was talking to Chill Shump's manager, Mud, and I was like, yo, Mud, I was like, I got this idea, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yo, I think Annoyed would be dope for it. He's like, yo, talk to him. I'm pretty sure he'll do it with you. Because me and Annoyed are friends, too. Right. So he was like, but I just never know, like, how friendships and mean. Like, I know uh, Annoyed has a manager. But uh, I just didn't know, like, I wanted to gauge it with Mud because I know he's friends with his manager. So he was like, nah, like, Annoyed will do that. I was like, oh, okay, because I've been wanting to ask him, right, but right. I just, you know, I didn't want it to be weird or whatever. How does it work? Um, Like, I never really thought about it like that. Like, so if you want to work another artist that is signed, like, is it that simple? Yo, you just call them up, or does your manager have to talk to their manager? Y'all both It depends on the deal? relationship. It okay. depends on the relationship. So there's some people where it's like, um, if y'all cool, you know, well, it just depends on your manager artist contract as well. Because my manager has never stepped in the way of me doing anything outside of our contract. Like, for our situation, it was like, this is what you have to deliver for our contract. And I delivered everything for our contract. So, you know, uh, everything I've done that's out, like me, I'm more just outside of that. Um, Good time is outside of that. Um, Show off is outside of that. So everything I've done outside of our contract, he'll still post it on his page or that. Like, he's never. It's like, he's not salty about it. But what makes them outside of the contract? It Like I said, it depends on what what the terms of your contract are okay so like if the terms of your contract well that's why too with big artists sometimes they'll drop eps because the terms of their contract might be they have to drop a certain number of albums but then maybe they're not liking how the label's doing something or whatever so they'll start dropping mixtapes or they'll start dropping ep little wayne had done that at one point when he was going back and forth with i think it was that whole thing with like the free wheezy album or whatever and then he like you know so what's that's how what's those type of contracts that said a 180 contract 360 360 right like yeah that's like the ones you don't is that the the bad one you can't get you you cannot go into a situation now without getting a 360 deal like that and has to happen. You know what I learned that was crazy? The first artist to ever get a 360 deal was Biggie. Oh, so I was like, like a 92 or some shit like that, then, right? Because Biggie like, was getting his fucking money out of fucking <laughs> everything. So what's a, what's a 360 and what's a 180? So I don't I actually don't know if 180 is a term. For I, a deal. No, I was guessing. That's what I was <laughs> but, trying to go uh, for. 360 deal. All right. So back when it was like, because um, I think even like DMX's first contract was shit. Um, a lot of these artists' contracts was shit back in the day. So, 
um, your contract used to go off of album sales for the most part. Right. So artists like a DMX or whoever, it's the label's going to be like, all right, so you have to do this many albums in this amount of time or whatever, and this is the percentage that we get over your album sales. So that's why artists would drop an album and go on tour because when you're on tour, they weren't getting tour money. Right. The tour okay. money's going to you. Yeah. That's between you and like the promoter right. and oh, stuff okay. like that. So tours was what's bringing in money and merchandise. So, and then, you know, you notice a lot of artists will go into acting because you could get a check right from the movie and whatever. Yeah. So without, be- without that company getting a, a bit Right. So before record labels, that's, they were making mad money off of album sales because that's when it was physical CDs, vinyls and yep, tapes yep, yep. and all that. Now, now the game don't change. Now that it's not <laughs> like that and streaming doesn't bring in shit, everything changed. So it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we're going to, if you do get a spot in a commercial, we'll get a piece of that check. If you do get a spot in a movie, we'll get a piece of that check. If somebody wants you on a soundtrack, we'll get a piece of that check. So pretty much they own you. No matter what you do, you So 360 is full circle. 360 you, is all around. Would you sign a 360 right now? I mean, my deal with my independent label was a 360. So, oh, so anything the, that you really... I'm telling you, it's, that's just like, the just industry no standard. It's the industry standard now. So... One thing I really don't understand, and I just heard you say the so streaming doesn't make y'all any money. So you, Nothing. if you had a million streams on one of your songs right now, like all right, so a million streams off a of, if you got a million streams on Spotify, I listen, I listen to you on Spotify. Okay, so a million Spotify actually pays out the least to the artist. Okay, title pays out the most to everybody. I don't know. Are if you on title as well? Yeah, I'm on everything. Okay. Um, so if you get a million streams on Spotify, that equates to like a six thousand dollar check. If you get a million streams on Tidal, that's about 10,000. If you get a million streams on Apple, I think it's like in the middle of those two somewhere, like okay. 8,000 or something like that. So, but that's a million streams. That's, yeah, that's, so there's no like ha- like a million streams is the minimum to get paid? Is there like No, a- no, no, no. You get paid per stream, but you only get a fraction of a penny per stream. So like what- I've seen you got a couple thousand streams. Like have you have they cut you a check yet or you, you still need more? Nah, so what it is is like whatever DSP like distributor you go through, whether it's like a DistroKid or CD Baby or TuneCore or Vidya, whatever, whichever distributor you go through, when you put your music up, it sends it out to all the electronic stores. So Pandora, okay. you know, iHeart, it sends it everywhere. Um, and then so every quarter, it depends. Some of them are monthly. I think TuneCore upgraded it now, so like every month you can see what you made or whatever. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's. It, you'll see like a report or whatever and it'll tell you like how much you earn per store and you can withdraw your money whenever it'll send okay. it to like your paypal or whatever so you can withdraw your money whenever but like i say you're not going to see those high numbers and so you have crazy amount of streams so right. the money will come in but it's still like you can't slow. Just, you can't do that like without work like so you obviously at this point you you have a job then right or do you have do you, no do you, i don't work so you strictly rap right now I'm I do hip hop. I'm I'm strictly a hip hop artist, and then I also um, I also I, I'm a full time college student. Okay, okay right. what do you so, want to college for? Music business. Music business. Yeah. Or you want to kind of manage yourself? Like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, what the situation I have with my manager is great. Um, okay. but I always I want to make sure that like I don't need too many outside people right. to help me with certain things. Like, so I'm taking marketing classes. That's and smart. Things like that because if I could come up with my own ideas. Why do I got to pay thousands of dollars for somebody else? You know what I mean? Most definitely. Yeah, Especially yeah. now with social media where it's like you can pay like 20 bucks for a Facebook ad or whatever. You just got to make sure that the ad pops. So figure out how that content is going to bring, draw people in, you know? So. 
So I guess to um, backtrack a little bit, I noticed that you you have a lot of features on um, some of your, oh, most of your your songs. Um, do you find that it you you're just networking, or is it like artists that you actually you value their music and you're really trying to work with them, or is the label telling you that you have to work with these artists? Like, how does the dynamic of the um, you putting out music work? So when we did Dark Past, Bright Future, um, we were down in Atlanta. So when we went to Atlanta, my manager, you know, he already had hired like a Grammy Award winning producer, Pierre Medor. He already had um, Street Runner, who is another Grammy Award winning producer. Um, they both have major hits. Like their scoreboard is crazy. <laughs> um, and then he brought in a writer. He brought in two writers. So, cause my manager was like, "Yo, if we about to spend this bread, let's spend this bread." You know right. what I'm saying? And let's bring in as when many. When you say when you say writer, like, do do they write the music for you? Like, is all your music by yourself? Like, no, I it... wrote the verses. The people who came in as writers came in for the hooks. Okay. So, this is the thing. It just speeds up the process. So it's like if yo, if I'm in there, if I gotta if I gotta record 13 songs in three days, like I'm gonna burn out at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. What my manager did, he brought in two writers, two producers. So it was like, okay, we got this many beats from this one. We got this many beats from this one. He's going to record all your stuff. He's going to mix it, whatever. This dude is going to help out with some hooks. He's going to help out with some hooks. So, but when certain songs were coming up, it was like, he's writing them for a singer. I can't sing. So, boom, Pierre's like, yo, I got somebody. Cool, calls in this chick, calls in another chick. Mm-hmm. Um, trending and applying pressure on Dark Past, Bright Future, got Clem Rashad. Clem is actually the writer for those hooks. Okay. But when we went to go re-record them, it just sounded better with him on it. So I asked, like, yo, can you talk to Clem and see if he'll just stay on the hook? Yep. Because I'm going to do what's best for the record at the end of the day. Like, I'm going to put my ego to the side, and I'm not going to sit in the booth for a whole day yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to get this hook right if he's doing it perfectly. No, I, that's, that definitely makes sense. But I know, like, in the rap game, right, when you bring up the word writer, it's almost like, oh, like, you get a lot of flack for it. So is that something that, like, it's kind of unavoidable if you're really trying to make. I got, what's that situation with the, you know Meek Mill calling out Drake? Is that like what he kind of did, or was that? I like will a- put it like this: All these motherfuckers in the game are using writers. Let me tell you how the game is structured right now. Okay. What people are doing is they're selling songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing is you'll have somebody like, like even okay for example, um, Usher's Bad Habits that just came out recently. Pierre was the one that I worked with. Okay. He's the one that produced that beat. And he produced that record. And then the writer, Rossi, is one of the ones that was writing on my project. Rossi. From the same one from Usher? Yeah. Like yeah. I said, my manager came through. <laughs> he actually grew up with a lot of these people and okay. has really good business relationships yeah. with these people. So when he was like, hey, I want to start my label and I'm going to bring this artist on, a lot of people were very, um, because Supportive, he has such yeah. a good rapport with them, a lot of people were like, yo, send her my way. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, like, yeah. you know, so that's what we did. So we took advantage of the situation and made a lot I've got to make a lot of good friends out of it but yeah so when I what I learned was that a lot of these people they're teaming up you got a producer and you got writers so producers are sending their beats to writers writers are writing hooks and then they're sending the songs the to pack, all like these the different packers. artists right and artists are taking them like Wale's routine that's a street runner beat and that's Clem Rashad on the hook mm-hmm. same thing that happened with my records Clem sounded good on the hook, so they left them. Right. So that's Wale, Meek, and Ross, and then Clem Rashad is on the hook. Because I guess I don't, I guess nobody can match his energy on the hook <laughs> right. or whatever, but they kept him on it. So um, either way, like the, you know, but that's that's just how the industry is working right now. Like you got, they're selling songs, they're doing it for Cardi, they're doing it for Nicki. 
and be real like even nikki i, I swear yo because some of them go so hard to say like yo nobody writes anything no but i'm shit. saying they're not writing their verses no i get that they're but just writing like, the hook right. no i and i think i even heard some of them go like on other platforms like yo nobody's writing nothing on mine and it's just like but what you're saying makes so much sense because like, yo you have so much time before you got to get all this shit out and it's like if you mm-hmm. could I mean, because the, the whole chunk of it is still coming from you. Yeah. You just have like these little bits and pieces coming from other yeah. people that's helping you construct the song. Right. I would say people like like Wayne and stuff like that, they're writing all their own shit. Like, you know, Wayne is not like, but it's it's certain, it's a lot of artists. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say every artist or whatever. Let me not say that. But it's a lot of artists that I've come to learn. That's how the industry is running now. Like yeah. producers can't just send in packs anymore they're sending in unless you got a relationship with a, a certain artist and you like they're locking in together and whatever that is but a lot of these records when they're getting submitted they're getting submitted with a hook already attached you know what i mean and that then the sick. artists are writing the verses and you know they're adding their own little flares or whatever to it but it's written like i remember even before Tory Lanez really made a name for himself like he was he claimed that he had wrote for like a lot of musicians as well so a lot of people that, that had writers you hear a lot of it. like you know um like i said the biggest one to me was the meek mill and drake one where he yeah. like, brought up quentin miller but they they said like yo he wrote his hooks and they and i think i forgot maybe it was drake or somebody or like somebody from his camp was like yo this shit's like common exactly yeah, like, what is, and i like the way you just doing. broke that shit down it makes so much sense nah, like, it's even what with the doing. reference track as well like i guess what quentin miller was on a reference track for like one of the songs that well duh because you gotta made. show them how it's supposed <laughs> exactly. to sound on it you know what i'm saying like and, like everybody's giving him flack for it i'm like well maybe he was like you said maybe he's just showing them like how was how he the cadence is supposed to go or how exactly. how how how, how the and meek mill's doing go. the exact same thing right. meek mill's doing yeah, the exact was, same thing I was watching one of your videos um, on Instagram that said, like, you was, you, was kind of, you was going off. It was like a big rant. You was like, yo. Um, I was drunk. Oh, you drunk? <laughs> that was actually the day before I started my 75. Oh, you got, you got that shit out there. So I was it. like, yo. I was like, they have bottles. I was like, might as well. But one thing that really caught my attention was, like, yo, you just kept saying, like, yo, I've done so much, much shit, shit that y'all yeah. trying to do. Like check my check check my um uh, go through my my. I was timeline. like scroll down my yeah. timeline like there's like a lot of posts on there but I'm like keep scrolling. And you yo, just see? like here and which is like who you've worked and all this stuff. Yo, like that's your actual facts. <laughs> like what are like what are some things that like are pinnacles that you've reached that like some people don't even know about you really. Like is there anything out there like that you like that you can't believe that you've done or there's some things that you that you're even surprised within yourself that you actually um were able to achieve. Um or or like people you've worked with like i mean when when i signed my my deal with my with my manager jimmy um i mean he really pulled through and he really put me in a lot of rooms with a lot of people and it's like that's why i was like yo before covid we was building momentum like we was going i think i seen you use on bet or some shit yeah we had a lot of stuff going like i'm able to go to revolt you know what i'm saying i got i got like the programming director's phone number yeah. you know what i'm saying just stuff that like I, i'm walking into bet like people know me at bet you yeah. know and this is stuff where it's like you walking through like I'm, I'm walking through like shy stuff and they're like honey <laughs> you know giving me hugs and stuff and like i remember my camera dude that was there at the time with me he was like yeah that shit was like kind of fire like every section we walked in somebody said your name like you know what I'm saying? but that had also has to do with like the purple hair because it's the memorable thing you know that's, what i mean that's good marketing because now you're like yo they know like you trademark yourself in a way it's like yo oh that purple hair coming through like <laughs> no, i already know who it is they know and you know what's funny is uh S- little sidetrack real quick but uh y'all remember when nipsey did the the the, the album for a hundred dollars a copy yeah, yeah right yeah. Mm-hmm. so he got that idea Which was insane to me. 
insane to me. <laughs> well, he got that idea from this book called Contagious. Okay. So when I heard that he got the idea from that book, I read the book. So the book is all about like word of mouth type of marketing, okay. right? So in one of the things for Contagious is um like I forgot the name of the chapter, but it's basically like about your hook or whatever. So that was kind of what made me think of like what's going to be something that I'll do constantly or wear constantly or whatever that when people see me or I, like you want them to associate. Like I wanted it to be where when you saw the color purple, you thought automatically a honey. You just yeah. outside see a dude wearing like, a purple shirt like, wait, honey. Like, yeah, like, that's, let me go listen. You're literally, trademarking yourself. Literally, I got like this content video that we shot and uh, it'll be dropping on Tuesday on my Instagram. And um, when I sent my logo over to the to the videographer, I was like, yo, I know everybody else's shit. You've been doing it in black and white. Please put my logo in purple. He's like, I got you. He sent it to me earlier and I'm like, perfect. Here we go. <laughs> like, look good. So that's like the thing. Um, but what was we talking about before I said that? Um, something Just like you, you saying. Any achievements. Oh, the have. achievements. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like a lot of those things, like I try to live in those moments too, like in. And just really like, you know, it's like you're younger and you say certain things like, yo, one day I'm going to be up in here and one day I'm going to be up in here. And then when it finally happens and you just, <laughs> yo, but it's not what people fail to realize too, like artists, it's like you could get invited to the party. But when you're there, you're just going to stand in the corner or, and you're going to tell everybody like, yo, it's the party. Or, just Snapchat the whole shit, but not right. really network or make Or you're going to actually talk to people and you know, get people's numbers and then follow up with them and this, that, and the third. And that's what I've been able to do. So being able to do that, that's why I like, I was telling people like, people act like certain things that they do are so much bigger than everything else. And I'm like, yo, I, I've been featured on ASCAP, like out of my face. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I've been, and even when that happened, like I'm posting it on my Twitter, they, they post, you know, they tag me in the Twitter mm -hmm. video and I'm like, yo, I'm going crazy. I put it on my Instagram, all that. But that didn't even get that much love. And I'm like, do y'all not know what ASCAP is in the music industry? Like, this is incredible. Yo, so, obviously, we're, like, we're in a state. I w Connecticut, the state we're from, right? It's not a music state. I would say it's not known for it. Like, even though I feel like there's a lot of fire artists out here, like, how would you rank yourself in Connecticut right now? Like, would you say, like, your top five in the state? Like, I mean, um, cause, yeah, I you, mean to get played in our radio station, that's it's a big deal, yeah. what you've accomplished. Yeah. Um. I mean, truthfully, I don't, I don't like to like think of ranking or competition okay. or nothing like that. Cause just the way I feel is like, whatever your passion is or whatever, that's cool. Like whatever, yeah. I don't, I don't try to do the ranking thing. I put my post up on the strength of, I don't get, I know for a fact, I don't get as much respect as I should get. And I don't say it on like a cocky level. But anybody that comes across me, I show everybody the utmost respect. I show everybody love. I could meet you today and you tell me to go check out your music and tomorrow I'll post that shit on my story. Like, okay. yeah, which is how it should be. Right. Because I'm real big on like support and Absolutely. I'll do that for people, but it won't happen for me. And I don't, I don't get mad. I don't take it personal. So, or nothing like that. But I know it's like, I watch how people move too much. So I'll see certain situations where I'll be like, hmm, I ain't get that call yeah. or whatever. And I'll be like, that's cool. Cause you know how, you know how people, to see certain people. So I'd be like, okay, you don't see me like that. But the day that everybody sees me like that, you're going to feel dumb as hell that you didn't see me like that. I think that. you got a song called Trending. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, yeah I say that on Trending. <laughs> That's my shit. So when you say like, yo, you don't get the love that you feel, like, 
Cause I when we were going through your Instagram, like you got like a decent following. I'll say yeah. for like yeah. a rapper like that, you know, that I've like seen or something like that. Like you got a decent following. Do you like so you do you say like your posts aren't getting enough love or just like oh your overall music in general? Nah, I don't. I mean, I, I don't really care about likes and views and stuff. Like I, I post stuff and I'm not really paying mind right. like how okay. many likes it's getting or how many views it's getting. I mean, when my phone it, notifications are like going off, like obviously I'll check stuff here and there, but. I'm not concerned. Like I know people who will post something and if it don't get a certain number of likes in a certain amount of time, right. they'll take it down. Right. Like I don't do nothing like that. You um, think that's good though? Cause I feel like we're in just in a, such an age of like social media where like, I feel like that kind of makes you nowadays. Like I feel like certain people have come up in the ranks through social media. No, they definitely have, but I'm not going to let social media define me. So okay, that's a fact. I'm not going to stay here and pay for likes. I'm not going to pay for views. None, none, none of that extra shit. Like, if you fuck with me, you fuck with me. Right. That's it. That's all I, that's, that's just how I feel about it. Um, I just say like, and we, it's a lot of artists out here that go through it that like, they deserve more love than what they get. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot of artists that deserve more love than what they get. But when I say it's like, there's certain artists that get a lot of love that I'm like, y'all have no clue that I've done 50 times more shit than this dude has done. Okay. But a lot of it a, is because they're men. You know what I'm saying? And I'm well aware of that. And even with this whole sex sales thing, right. I get a lot more love on my posts when I'm dressed full, fully honey mode. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then when I just try to be on my regular shit. You know what I'm saying? That's a good title for a song, Honey Mode. <laughs> it probably will be once in a while. Nah, but, you know, so with a dude, it's, the, it's different. It's like you'll get the guys, of course, and then you got the females. With the girls, you'll get a lot of the females, and then it's harder to get the Which, guys uh, on board. Your fan base, would you say it's like equal? Is it more women or like men and women, or is it like more one sided? It's it's more women than men, but it's not a huge gap between the women, the okay. between the percentages of the women and men. Like if I look at my my Spotify, like on the back end, mm -hmm. and I'll look, I'll see like maybe 60, 40. Okay. Or so 55, 40, 45. Right, right. You know, That's good I though. Mean, I mean, whatever. at least like you're like as you're growing, like you're getting that equal share of everybody. It's not like your women have your other end. I mean, what we were talking about before where like, we find that people will support your personal life, but not really support like whatever business ventures you will actually go on. So what are some things that you feel like you're really not getting the support on? Or are there times where you expect the support from a certain person or certain people, but didn't really get the support? I'll say this, right? Like kind of to piggyback off your question, like are there family and friends, right? That you kind of expect a certain amount of love from that you didn't get? Um, Yeah, there are. And I mean, you get over it after a while, yeah. you know, you sit there and like, you're like, yo, whatever. Like, I just look at it like if I needed you to post me, like if I felt like I needed you to share my shit or I needed you to post me, then I'm insecure. Then I'm not, I'm not, I'm not valid with myself. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, maybe you didn't share my shit, but that, that's not going to change the fact that you my cousin or you my sister-in-law or whatever. So you don't, you don't look at people differently like that if they don't post your shit? Nah. I feel like I'm like, always gonna show the I'm always gonna show love the way I show love. If you don't show love back to me the way that I show love to you, you, it's not gonna it's change, not gonna change me because I don't do shit. I don't do shit on some tip for tat level. I don't do shit on like a now you owe me. Okay. I do stuff out of the goodness of my heart. Cause I feel like that's actually a very mature way to look at it. Like I, I got some other friends that are um are rappers as well, and they get very annoyed. They actually they'll go on rants like yo, like oh. Y'all don't fuck with me. Like, y'all don't repost my shit and all that. Like, they're kind of like, and I'm just thinking, like, 
maybe they don't fuck with your shit, right? But it's mm-hmm. like either way. And I'm always kind of torn. It's like, yo, just because I know you, are you obligated to you know, show my shit love? And it's just, I feel like that's a hard like line that people just have a hard time with nowadays. It's like, yo, like just because you're my mom, should you like my should shit you or like not? Me, right. The but, way I look at it is like, they don't have to like it. They don't have to love it. Maybe you drop, maybe on my EP, I dropped four fire records and that fifth one you like, eh, and you share only four and not five. The way I look at it is like this. If I rock with you, like I'll have somebody that I know do a podcast or something, okay. let's say. Maybe I never watched an episode of the podcast, but I will still post it on my story. I just look at it like, yo, to share a post is free. It's not costing you That's, anything yeah, but absolutely. about two seconds to hit a button and hit post on my story or whatever. So I'm not asking you to fucking, yo, go make me a whole video of you banging this shit in the background. <laughs> I got people that I will ask, you know, I'll be like, yo, do me a favor, like record yourself doing it. Because it's the people I know who to ask. You know okay. what I'm saying? That I know those are like part of my true, true fans where I can hit them up and be like, yo, do me a favor and whatever. And they'd be like, yeah, I got you. And then within 10 minutes, the video's up. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But I just look at it like you don't have to like it. You don't have to love it. But if you fuck with me, throw it up. There's two seconds. But here's the thing. Like we were talking about it on one of our previous episodes that sometimes like we may fuck with you as a person, but we may not fuck with your content. Now, would it be fake for us to post your content even though we don't fuck with your content or no, I think in that sense, I think in that sense, if this is really something where you're like, yo, I kind of can't rock with that. Then I don't repost it. Okay. I'm just saying like, if it's like, if it's like a song or whatever, something like that, that you're like, yo, like, especially if you know, like they worked hard on it or whatever, like, yo, take two seconds and just share it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Most definitely. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There is some content that needs to just stop being reposted, you know, like, (laughs) But even with that, right? Like, look at um, I, I remember I said this before. I don't know if y'all remember a few years ago when they did the Monica So Gone challenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that. so I did the So Gone challenge. I think I don't even think I had put that on my Instagram back then, or maybe I did. I know it was on my Facebook, but I want to say maybe I got like five hundred views on it or something like that on Facebook or whatever, right? And then my cousin shared like this terrible one right it was like a terrible it's like some little white boy <laughs> trying to do the soul going challenge whatever and it was so trash and that shit had like millions of views and i was like this is the problem everybody would sit there and be like yo at the time this is yeah me still going by nikki they're like yo yeah. nikki you killed that i'm getting all kind of comments how i only have 500 views in but this one was terrible is getting millions of views People will share the dumb shit before they share their people the real shit. Absolutely. And that's what you find in the music industry now. Like, a lot of the shit that's actually coming out, like, these new rappers, is straight garbage. But it's a good Yo. beat, and they flow. So, it, it's It's catchy. not even... It's, like... And that's that's what... That's why I feel like social media is, like... It's, like, a gift and a curse. Because okay. it's got the... It's got the industry so oversaturated and so fucked up that, like, anybody thinks that they can just go into a studio and record whatever the fuck, and they're just going to blow up. You right. know what I'm saying? And it's just trash because you look at like that, that what was that Shook Dance shit, whatever, that song is terrible. But because people were doing a dance well, with yeah, it, every a time of, I turn 937 mm-hmm. on, they're fucking playing it. And I'm like... <laughs> the June bug. Yeah, that, that shit. shit. Yo, you know what's crazy? I actually saw like the challenge first, and I 
And I just everybody listened to like, saw the. I saw like first. that thirty second. I mm-hmm. listened to that thirty second clip of the song. Right, yo, when I heard the actual song, like the full song, I was like, garbage. Like, like damn, they really playing this shit. Like, yo, but it's yeah, a popularity yeah. contest, and it's sad that it's like that because you have real genuine talented artists who are literally giving it their fucking all out here, like making sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice for something that they genuinely love. You know what I mean? But because it's not a gimmick, it's not getting put on the radio outside of the one hour that Michi does on Friday night. You know what I mean? Like like you said, it's a popularity contest. Most of us are really trying to, well, most every time when you're a content creator, whether it be music or film or even a podcast, it's like, who has the biggest name? Like how many people do you know? How many connections could you make? And right. if you don't really find like find that kind of like check those boxes, it's almost like you're pretty much just fighting an uphill battle like, for the most just, part. But it goes back to that point I made earlier though about like social media be building, building yo, because it's like all that really I think was that one dude just did that little dance, <laughs> yeah, and then just blew and then the it song. becomes right. it's a Junebug challenge, yeah. and it's like it's funny to do the challenge, but then when you listen to the actual song, you're like, yo, what the fuck is this? But it's all over the radio, and it's like this is what's getting played over real talent right, and right. i think the radios need to do a better job of highlighting their regular you know their their home state talent more outside of just the one hour on friday night or Absolutely. every once in a while when you could get thrown into a mix show True. and even to get thrown into the mix show that's still that's not where you can just if you if you're cool with the dj that's still not even like oh, you, yo, gotta get, you gotta get the play time like main rate like it has to be approved time. by the program manager so okay. whoever the program um, manager or director is for the station, they have to put it into the computer system. If it's not in the computer system, once it's in the computer system, any DJ can play it. Okay. Any DJ can Whenever play it. Whenever they want. Whenever they want if it's in the computer system. But it does not get put into the computer system unless the program director signs off on it. Really? Yeah. So and the DJs really then, don't, they, the DJs can't just pick the song off the bat then, like if they want to. Nah, the only one is if they have like that designate, like how Michi uh, has like the one like, hour on Friday nights right. from 12 to the 1 in the morning. best DJ on 93, <laughs> if you ask me personally. Nah, I Michi's fire. That's my boy. We grew up together. <laughs> oh, word? Mm-hmm. Middle school, high school. Like, yeah. Oh, I feel word. like, honestly, when he plays, like, usually, I love when he's on because I feel like he plays like the best music and it's just not like that generic, like, song I'm going to hear like 30 times throughout the day. Like, I feel like he plays like, yeah. Real like the music I want to hear. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even but I mean, radios got their hands tied with a lot of shit too. Like they go off of whatever analytics come out and then they gotta play based off of certain obligations that they have. You know what I mean? So it's like you hear the same song over and over and over. Trust and believe half those DJs do not want to keep playing those songs. Really? Right. I always thought it was like that's that's their choice. Yeah, I, I thought, thought they the, had that yeah. option. Nah, it's it's um I was at you're, bre- you're breaking down a lot of shit behind the scenes. That like it's just because I've been in a lot of rooms and I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people. Done who a lot of shit. Schooled me on a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like your rant was valid. Your rant. Your- my mind just works different. Like right. I'm like, yo, all right, cool. So this is what the radio door is gonna be, or I could do this with this or whatever. Like, all right, cool. So I just figure it out. Okay. So throughout your journeys, throughout, have you gotten like obviously everybody gets hate, right? But is there like how has like that kind of been? to you like have you because you're are you you're spanish right puerto rican yeah i'm puerto rican because obviously i think to me i think 
Who's like who's the only other like Spanish artist or Puerto Rican would be Cardi B, right? Yeah, I think she's um like what isn't she like half black, half Dominican, or, or is like she that. just Dominican and was saying she was? Who I don't even know. Knows? <laughs> what, she needs- I heard some shit like they were saying she was black, and then turns out she was. I think honestly, black. She, was get, she was getting a lot of um flat for saying nigga, and I think that's what kind of like she had to, to defend herself. Yeah. I think that's just the path she chose. But how is it being like a, a Puerto Rican rapper? Because I feel like there's not that many out there, especially female. Nah, um, I mean, I think it's. I think it's cool. I don't try to make that be what I'm about, though. Like, okay. you know, you it just know. Define you. Yeah, like, it's kind of like, remember when Fab had came out and, like, you just thought Fab was black? Yeah. yeah. And then next thing you know, Fab pop up in the video with the Dominican flag on his sneakers and everybody started going crazy. <laughs> like, yo, he's Dominican too. What? Like, it was like a thing after that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but he didn't make that something that defined him. Like, I'm a, I'm a half Dominican or I'm a Dominican rapper. Like, it was just something that you knew about him. So okay. for me, you know, I don't try to look at like, oh, I am the one of the only Puerto Rican females out here. I'm just like, no, I'm a female and I'm Puerto Rican. Like, you know, one thing that uh, I guess as a stigma as a, like being a black person looking into like a Spanish community that you guys really stick together. And I noticed that um, in your song Made Of, you talked about, I guess, like your mother not supporting you as much. Do yeah. you feel like it's like, why do you think that was? Was it because she wasn't OK with like you going uh, becoming a rapper or she had different aspirations for you? Nah, so with my mom and dad both, um, that line was actually supposed to say parents, but it didn't sound because it was too many syllables, so mm-hmm. I just changed it to mom. Um, because of the two, I guess my mom supported me <laughs> lesser than my dad did, but um, you know, my mom and dad, they grew up like you know, teen parents and all that with my older brother or whatever, and they struggled a lot. So for them, they just had it in their head, like, and you know, it's not their fault. It's it's taught to a lot of generations where it's like, you got to get good grades in school. Go you got to get into college. After college, you graduate and you get a good job. And, you know, that's just like, and it's not, I don't blame them for that. So it's like anything that kind of like veered away from that, they didn't understand okay it. They didn't it, understand right. my creative side. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though my dad was a DJ, so when I was little, like. Oh, I, so that should have been like an easy transition Yeah, for like, I, and that's why I said like my dad supported me to an extent. Um. But my dad wasn't quitting his job to be my manager like Beyonce's dad or her dad okay, like okay. that. Because I've been rapping since I was a little kid. Okay. So, um, but like my dad, like, you know, I remember him taking me down to the basement and him putting on like the instrumental side to one of his vinyls. And he's mm-hmm. like, I will rap. You know what I mean? And <laughs> I would do stuff like that. And, you know, he supported me in a, in a sense in, in that way or whatever. But it wasn't a full thing. And like, I think my mom always just kind of thought that it was going to be a hobby for me and not that it was what I wanted to do with my life. So, you know, like even, you know, I was 17. I'd be like, man, I can't wait till I turn 18. Yeah, I'm yeah. moving. I'm this and that. And my mom would be like, why you want to get out of Connecticut so bad? <laughs> but she's just, con- she's content. Like to her, she never had a dream or an aspiration to leave Connecticut. She looks at it like my family's here. You know, everything is fine. I got my job. Like, why would I want to go somewhere? Absolutely, I'll go on vacation, yeah. but why would I want to move somewhere else? And for me, I'm like, nah, I'm trying to move to L.A. Or I want to go move into right, the city right, right. or whatever. And she never understood that about me. So I don't. That's why I said uh, mom ain't never had a dream. So she had no faith in me okay. because she didn't have a bigger literally, dream. like literally. Yeah. yeah, she and it's nothing wrong with the life that she lives. She's content and that's fine. But I'm not a content type of person. I mean, and you find that within like well, our parents are all immigrants. So we find that with like people that come over here, try to work hard. They're used to like 
you know, getting a nine to five and working a nine to five right. and not really seeing like, right. okay, there's a, there's a different avenues of making money. Like there's on, there's, you can make money online or you could become right. an entrepreneur and make money or you could become a rapper and make money. Right. Like, they're not like really even right that. now, I like, even right now I started trading. So mm-hmm. with my trading, um, like I do the stock market and even with that, like I got stocks in the stock market and like nobody in my family did stock. Right. And I, like outside, like my mom and my dad, they got like their 401k. So, you know, your 401k, that does go into but that's like your job stocks or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They don't actually like, they're not sitting there like reading articles <laughs> and like, oh, this stock is going to take off or whatever. The only person in my family that ever, ever talked about stocks was my grandfather. And even he passed away recently. And my aunt that he left all the stocks so she's trying to figure out how the hell do I get these on my name? Like, you know what I'm saying? They don't, it wasn't something that was taught to us. And like all these rich motherfuckers that is out here right now, they banking because yeah. they invested in Apple back when niggas was like, bucks sure. it was like, what's the Apple? Like yeah. I eat it. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever. But we didn't, we didn't learn about that shit back then. We learning about dumb shit that does nothing for us. Absolutely. I don't give a fuck about trigonometry. The <laughs> fuck did I have to learn that shit for? There's a lot of stuff in school that they taught us that doesn't even really, that's not relevant to us. Yo, they teach us most, how to do our taxes. Or my most valuable class in high school, I had to say, it was probably my keyboarding class. Because okay. I'm a beast with typing. Like, <laughs> I, you know, like typing papers or yeah, when yeah. I got to write stuff. For, I work on a lot of projects. You got to be on a computer typing my lyrics out or whatever. I'm beastly at mm-hmm. it. That's probably the best class I had was that one. Yeah, well, no offense to none of my other teachers or whatever, but nah, what did that, I use the shit, most? Nah, all that shit, all offense. That shit's a waste of time. <laughs> so what did I use the most? I like, used the most out of my keyboarding class. Even when you, you get to college, like it's like the same thing too. Like you're Yo, just taking a bunch of bullshit classes to fill up, right. fill up the credits. But I mean, if you if you had to follow your parents' direction and to not do rap, what was what would be something that you would find yourself interested in doing? Um, well, I got, I have a bit of uh, bachelor's degree right now. Um, cause I did go to college, you know, like mom and dad wanted, right. um, I would have been, um, I, I have a bachelor's degree right now in criminology and psychology. So my goal was to become a juvenile probation officer because okay. I like working with kids, right. even shithead kids. <laughs> I work with kids right now and I, I don't, I don't enjoy it. So kudos oh, to Oh no, you. my last job job that I had, mm-hmm. um, I was working with kids that were in the system and that actually deterred me from wanting to do that but that's what my degree is in um either that or i might have like gone in for like business like tried to open up my own business or something like that okay so now now that you're on this path of um you being coming you're, you're a rapper um what what are some goals that you have for yourself moving forward that you haven't achieved because you you have touched a lot of bases you have done a lot of things what are some a lot things? of yeah. like you your res- your resume is definitely <laughs> impressive so far. So, so what are some things that's still on the resume to check off? Like, what are some things that you don't that you, you feel like you haven't accomplished quite yet? So, um, I mean, one thing is I've always had a dream to be signed to to Jay Z. He's my like favorite rapper, but I look up to him on a business level too. Um, just Does he actually manage Rock Nation? Rock he Rock Nation is his label yeah. or whatever, but there's you know there's the label, there's the management side of it, you know, like so a lot of artists like Meg and Meek and stuff like that, they're on the management side of it, and then you got like J Cole, Rhapsody, okay. the Locks, they're actually signed to Rock Nation. Um, so I would want to be signed to Rock Nation. Like I don't even care about the money, none <laughs> of that. like I just want to be signed just, to Jay. Like <laughs> you know, like why here. wouldn't you want to be under your idol, the person right. that you grew up idolizing? You know what I'm saying? So, um, that's. That's still like something I'm still working towards. And I mean Is he somebody that you've idolized not idolized in the sense of like just his stature, but is he somebody that got you into rapping? Nah, I actually started rapping after I watched a Lil' Kim video when I was a kid. 
So it was a ladies' night remix or not tonight remix. Oh, with, okay. That's, with that's her, it. Little Kim. <laughs> I know that shit. I mean, Little Kim. With her, Angie Martinez, the Brad, you know, Missy Elliott, they're all in their left eye. So it's like, I just remember, you know, sitting there one day in the summer watching mm-hmm. at my grandmother's house, watching TV. We always used to keep it on BET, right. watching the videos in the morning. And I seen that video and I was like, that looks cool. I was like, I want to do that. Yeah, and then, like, just, it just hit. Like, it just, and I just, hit. I literally grabbed a pen and paper and just started Is rapping. Is there after a, that. a timeline for you? Because obviously, you've been doing this for a minute, right? Yeah. Like, like, say, like, you don't hit like the big fame like the next 10 like is there a timeline for you is this always something that you're going to do regardless if you get like the big money or not so um if i wasn't to if i was to not get the the major deal like we're working for right now mm-hmm. um music is going to be my 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 path regardless so um i don't think i'll ever stop rapping i can't ever see me stop rapping because that's just like what makes me like yeah. really really happy so i can't see myself ever not doing music and um, I had this conversation with my husband, too. I was like, yo, because actually a lot of people don't know this, but I'm also an engineer. Okay. I don't practice engineering a lot because I like to just be able to be the artist, but I can. I actually went to school for it. Like, I'm certified, all that shit. I went to school in New York for that, and then now I'm going to school for music business. So I'm the total package. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure I'm all around, um, which a lot of people need to do for themselves now, which they don't. Um, but yeah, so I already told my husband, like, yo, one way or another, whether it's maybe down the line, like even my manager, my manager was an artist. And then down the line, he realized that he was more of a beast on the business side. Okay. He was a dope rapper. Okay. He got bars. He busted down a lot of doors, but now those doors are open for me while he's managing me because he right, realized right. that he was even beastier on the business side. And he's so, still in that lane anyway. Right. So for me, it's like, even if for whatever reason, you know, the Lord has another uh, another path for me, Maybe I don't get the Grammy as Honey, but maybe I get the Grammy as the writer. Maybe I get the Grammy as the as the producer or whatever. So regardless, like you're gonna be in the music. Yeah, industry. like um at some point I'll you know down you the line you I'll you be opening what? up I, my own studio. I have a lot you, of aspirations. You can't, you can't feel thinking like that. That's like my that's I always believe that. Like if you're not in it for the money, which doesn't seem like you are, like you're you're bound to succeed. Right. Yeah, then that's that's why like if it's your passion. Yeah, like I always say, faith over fear all day. My hoodie, faith over fear. Like I'm, that's my thing. Like everybody knows, that's my hashtag. Like that's my shit is faith over fear because you gotta have faith in yourself over the fear of failure, over the fear of judgment. So the fact that like it doesn't matter what my mom ever said, it doesn't matter what my father ever said, it doesn't matter who supported me and who didn't support me. That does not change the genuine love I have for hip hop, and because I have that genuine love, it's never gonna leave me. You know right. what I'm saying? Like when you unconditionally love something, like just like your kids, you unconditionally love your kids. No matter what your kids do, you unconditionally love your kids. Most days. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, I mean, I got young kids, but they could do some something fucked up that I would never agree That's with. Right. I'd be like, yo, what the fuck? I might be the one to put you in jail because you deserve that shit. Yeah. But I'm never going to not love, love you. you. You know what I mean? You're never not. And, and I feel like the same way I love my kids. That's how I love my music. Like that shit is just a part of me. Right. So no matter what, and even like I said, like maybe being a manager, that shit is. I don't even like saying that shit because I'm so like there's no other option but for me to be a mainstream hip hop artist. Like the tunnel vision towards the yeah. Goal. Like and if you're not working at that level, like if you say it, people think like, oh, I manifest this. No, you know that when you say something, you put it in the atmosphere. You have to actually work for that shit. Right. And like I'll say, I'm that's, not even. That's very key because 
nowadays that's actually a big thing, right? Manif- manifestation. Right? Yeah, every other Speaking word out just, of people's <laughs> mouth is fucking. But yo, but they don't. Yo, but they really yeah. just think like if they stand there, it's just gonna happen. Like you gotta manifest right. it and do it. Right. Like you know, you hear about all these people coming from the mud and da da da. That's because they fucking believed in them fucking selves. Like and like yo, especially this younger generation, it's fucking terrible. Yo, they're so fucking lazy and stupid. And like, <laughs> I'm keeping it as real Talk as I shit. fucking Talk can, yo, shit. because like. Yo, look at how many young artists you've seen do interviews and stuff, and they sound dumb as fuck. Like they've never even read a book. Bro, and NBA young boy, I I swear he's he be stuck anytime he do an interview. (laughs) Especially the younger ones. They, but I think it's the drug. Yo, I I think it's the drug. It probably is. It probably is. Speaking of that, like since you've been like in the game, sir. I mean, because you've been Atlanta, LA. Like, how much of like of a part like how much is drugs a part of the game like has that been introduced to you forced to you in any way i mean um, especially with like you know like the biggest thing like this week right was like dmx overdose and like yeah. does that kind of have an effect on you like um well first of all dmx overdose and hit me like in a whole different way because you know like nipsey dying that hit me one way um nipsey dying hit me one way but like dmx like I grew up on DMX. I have childhood memories to like party up and stuff in like <laughs> middle school and shit like that. Where we're like at the school dances, like going nuts. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I have like these deep memories, like even on my runs and stuff like that. I'm ba- like, if I'm on a sprint day, I'm banging DMX. Like that's every time I got to go do a sprint, I'm banging DMX. You get you yeah, like, so like, that situation is sad and but D, but DMX was also battling those drug demons before the game. He's right. been battling that demon since he was 14 and it was fucked up how he got introduced to it or whatever where he got tricked into that shit and it's really fucked up because you know it's so sad how it turned out like 50 years old and you're gone from this earth because of a drug overdose because unfortunately your demons got the best like of you. that's become like the big norm. thing. Yeah. No it is. Like, Look at like what happened many, with Juice World. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like X. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and and it's it's sad or whatever. But me personally, I don't give a fuck what people are doing around me. If I'm not drinking today, I'm not drinking today. Right. If I want to drink, hell yeah, let's let's turn up. You know what I mean? But you know, outside of drinking and weed, that is that's it for me. Okay. And it for me, I don't judge anybody. Like each his own. If you want to do this drug, if you want, fine, cool. If I wanted to actually try something and be like, well, sure, let me see what that feels like. That's on me. But nobody will ever influence me to do anything. Absolutely. But have you been in the position where like someone like has offered it tried? to you? Nah, not industry wise. Okay. 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 Well, I guess um on a side note, like what's next for Honey? Like what how what's what do you think is gonna take you to that next um level step that you want to get to? You know, um, I mean, right now we're 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 shopping around right now, trying to look for like an upstream deal. Like I said, my contract with my manager is technically over. Um, and when I say manager, like he's also the one. It was his indie label, so he was wearing two hats. Like, but it was basically us two building the label together. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Are you his first artist? Yeah. Okay. Okay. First and only artist. So, um, as far as like what's next, like I said, we're looking for the upstream deal. If the ta- if the right offer comes to the table, that'll be the next move. And then in the meantime, between time, I'm just gonna keep putting out records. So. And I'm just figuring out different creative ways to do stuff, like without having to put out a music video. Because, um, I mean, let's be real, music videos are fucking expensive. I don't yeah. really care how hood or how cheap you get it done. 
it's still an expensive thing It'll between be a couple hundred thousand. between between like whatever the videographer is gonna charge. And that's the thing. A lot of people they're putting out videos, but then when you look at the quality, it looks like shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? With me, I'm not gonna put a video out unless my quality is of a certain standard. And if and I'm gonna work with certain directors that I know. Okay, so when I want to do this video, well, quality over quantity. I'm mm-hmm. gonna call this person, but anybody that I'm gonna call, we looking at at least a thousand dollars just for the videographer. Now you got to look at locations. So is it if it's outside? Usually you don't have to pay anything, but there are some outside locations depending mm-hmm. on what it is. People will want money to use to use that area or whatever. Or if you got to get a permit and you got to pay for a permit or whatever. If you got to rent a fly car, because let's be real, all these fly ass cars that you see in these videos. They're all rented. <laughs> None of y'all own this shit. Like, we could say it. I'm going to say it all day in my rap. It sound good. You know what I'm saying? Nikki that already said good. it. <laughs> Nikki said it. They be all rented, they shit. Yeah, like, so, you know, now you got to look at outfits. You got to look at, you know, for a female, hair and makeup. That's mm-hmm. another expense. Jewelry. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a lot that comes into play. For what? For people to go watch a video twice? If that right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like on average, somebody's gonna go watch your video, be like, "Oh, that shit was fire," whatever, whatever. They'll repost it, but they're not constantly clicking on it because to to go, you know, run it up or whatever on YouTube. Right. That's not the thing. So I'm gonna sit here and spend what two, three thousand dollars on a video, and just for people to watch it twice, when I could have spent two, three thousand dollars and recorded an album. You know what I mean? So I look at it like now. My whole thing is figuring out new creative ways to promote a record that's still going to not come into my pockets heavy. And I don't really care how much money I start making at the end of the day. Like, be smart about your shit. Motherfuckers is going are getting rich and then going broke because they yeah. do dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be smart about my shit. I got a whole family that's on my that's on my shoulders that I have to take care of. Right. So I'm always going to play my shit smart. Like, yeah, it's okay to splurge and it's okay to do this and it's okay to do that. But... Like I said, if you're going to keep shooting these videos, figure out the best way to shoot them without taking the quality away. Like I said, a lot of people are putting videos out and they're trash videos or whatever. So for me... You try to be cheap. Right. For me, it's like, okay, what's going what's going to give me the most bang for my buck? If I'm about to spend this $1,000, should I spend this $1,000 just to pay for a videographer or can I spend this $1,000 and do like 10, 30-second Instagram clips that are like some fly ass, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That I could like use to promote the record, which that's gonna be more beneficial. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, the sh- you want people to stream your record or, t- you know, crazy thought go actually go on Amazon Music <laughs> or iTunes and actually buy it for a dollar. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> yeah, like you know, crazy. You're, crazy wild, you're out of control now, right? <laughs> crazy thought. Like, why would I ever think that that would be a thing? Right. But you know what I actually did with? So I got this one record called "Mommy Loves You." And um, with that, I actually shot just like a promo clip. And it's a story. I'm telling a story about something that happened to me when I was a teenager. So um, what I did was I took the first like 10 seconds of the song and we did a, a little 20-second clip. And that's what I put on my Instagram page and on my Facebook. And then I said, if you want to hear the rest of the story, cash at me $1 and put your email address in the note because i'm like the thing is right it's a story record so this isn't something that people are going to stream banging it in the car this yeah, isn't yeah. something that people are gonna get ready to the club with or anything like that or get ready to go out or get hyped to like, it's a deep, the end of the story it's a deep meaningful right. record about a real life situation that i went through so could you touch on it or we gotta give you the dollar right now nah i can talk about <laughs> it right. um 
So the so with the song, it's like, all right, cool. So if you want to hear the whole story, cash at me a dollar. Because and, and in my post too, I was like, yo, I'm doing this one different. We taking it back to selling the CDs out the chunk days, but we ain't selling the CDs. Yeah. We're gonna do it digital. Cash at me one dollar. You get the thing. And I got a lot of love off of that. I had people who cash at me two dollars, people who cash at me five dollars, people who cash at me twenty dollars, people cash at me ten dollars. Right. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people sent me the one dollar, which is all I asked for. But I had a lot of other people that was like, "Yo, I respect your hustle." Like, yo, and imagine it, like if you had done it, like a, like that's actually very smart, right? That's I think that's I've never heard something like that. that's really original. That's what I'm talking about. Covered up with these little creative Cause, yo, cause little I, things. Because I think I was. It was Jay Z that I heard talk when he was talking about that Nipsey hustle mixtape being a hundred dollars, right? He's like, "Yo, when you're charging a hundred dollars, you don't even need a million people to fucking pay for the shit, right? You need nope. a thousand people. Yeah. There you go, you got bread. So, yo, if you continue that idea, which I I think that's actually a fucking that's a beast idea, like yeah. for your next story, right? Maybe it's five bucks this time, right? And all you need is like a hundred people, right? There you go, like." 500 bucks yeah like that's a good way that's some Most good definitely. marketing yeah like the what i made is paying off yo <laughs> like what i made that first day off of people emailing me and i mean people sending me the cash up what i made that first day basically paid back what i spent on the videographer for the 22nd clip. you invested in yourself and it came back yeah so and i was like yo it's fuck it why not try it you know what i'm saying like worse come to worse nobody Absolutely. fucking sends me a dollar <laughs> like, yeah i'll be all right <laughs> like whatever i tried it if it doesn't yeah, work yeah. i'll fucking take the post down like fuck mm-hmm. it but it worked i like i like i really like that shit honestly. i actually gotta repost it again because you know it's now because i did that third the 31 days in march i, did yeah, I just I did that. the 31 days yeah. of women um women's history my favorite my favorite i think might have been day 420 i think whichever ones you did you did an eve on the eve beat okay did i have the wig on and stuff because i, one I of don't the think eve- so one of the Eve beats. You did two. You did two Eve beats. Yeah, the second Eve beat was like towards the end. That was like day like twenty eight or something. I think that's what, I, like those are my my two favorite ones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what made you um obviously like Women Month right? But is that like anything else? Like just just complete support of women's rap? Is that? Yeah, I just had the idea. I was like, you know, another thing of like what's something that nobody else is thinking about doing. Right. So that's why I was like, yo, like. I was like, you know what? Um, I'm very big on women supporting women because I feel like it's too much cattiness that goes on in the industry. Most and it's always yeah. like somebody trying to be put up against somebody. Like even back then, where it was like the little Kim and Foxy Brown, they should have never been put against yeah. each other. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the industry kind of put it and that it, way. That It is what the industry does. They want it to be a head-to-head thing like Nikki and Cardi. Nikki and Cardi should have never been a thing. True. And if you want to get real, real with it, Nikki... I'm not even a Nicki fan like that, but let's be real about it. Nicki fucking held the game down by herself, the for only years, like female years, like for like 10. a decade before Cardi even came into the play. So how the fuck are you comparing them? And yeah, yeah Nicki might have people write her hooks or whatever the case is, but Cardi did not have a hit until somebody else wrote her whole entire song. song was yeah. it Bodak Yellow, right? Yeah. You go look at those writer credits on Bodak Yellow. Cardi B's name is not on that. And she's always at been, all. And she's always been mad upfront about that shit too. No, yeah, I mean, but she did at first take credit that she wrote oh, Bodak Yellow. Really? Yeah. By the time I, I heard, heard it, like she yeah. was like, I, thought, I saw an interview where somebody, I did see an interview where somebody was asking her about it, and she was like, yeah, you know, it's just I had haters and da, 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 and you know. Uh, damn. No. <laughs> did you throughout the thirty um thirty one days of like freestyling? Did you feel like towards the end, like are you running out of like stuff to talk about, or is it always just you always got it on deck? Um, I mean. One thing as a writer is like, you know, you're constantly always, you know, sharpening your, your pen game. You know what I mean? So I had a lot of material already that, you okay. know, was like kind of on deck. 
So when I was doing them, you know, sometimes it was like that same day, right then and there, I'm I'm doing it. Other ones was like stuff that I never released yet that I'm like, oh yeah, this verse that I did a while back, this goes perfect yeah. with this beat or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but the whole point was just to bring awareness back to those those projects. Like, you know, I did a Queen Latifah beat. I did an MC Light beat. I did a Queen Pen beat. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So these is artists that paved the way for, for, for us now. You know what I'm saying? I did a lot of Little Kim, a lot of Foxy Brown or whatever. So it's just kind of like him giving you a little reminder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like I said, paying homage to who came before us. Well, I think that's, which is rare. I feel like a lot of women coming up, women or women rappers, like they don't really Pay acknowledge yeah. like right. what was there before them. Right. right. Which was like that whole thing with Little Kim and Nikki, where Little Kim's like, yo, yo, you did exactly what I did. Like, <laughs> Pay homage to the queen, shorty. Like, what's up? Right. And I understood that because it's like, yo, you literally, like, it's her stole blueprint. Her. Yeah. It was her yeah. blueprint. Legit. Yeah. So definitely stole her idea. The image of everything. 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 The sexiness. You know what I'm saying? The, the wigs, the, pictures, the colors. The, I, yeah, like, all that shit is like, yo, you can't say that that wasn't mm -hmm. little. You're saying it's not little Kim inspired, but it's clearly <laughs> fucking little Kim inspired. <laughs> So one thing that I've noticed that you spoke on a couple of times, like you're big on family, right? Yeah. And you're married. Mm -hmm. So I always kind of think about this situation. If I was in it, right, how I would deal with it is like, how has your husband been throughout this whole situation, like your rap career? Because it's like, obviously you're around a lot of men mm -hmm. and you've probably been in some rooms with like some powerful men. You feel me? Yeah. Has he like ever tripped or ha have you guys had any issues in your relationship? Like, you know, like, cause you're always around like the opposite yeah. sex. No, he's the word. The thing is, is, um, we work so well the way we work because we fully trust each other. Okay. Why the fuck would I marry somebody I didn't trust? And right. that's what that's why a lot of marriages and shit break up now, whether it's an artist or whatever. Cause y'all not going into it based with a with a solid foundation. You know what I mean? And me and my husband, we I mean, we had trust issues in the past, but that wasn't even really so much of like not trusting each other. It was just past pain that was like we were taking out on each other. You yeah. know what I mean? And then we got to a point where we realized like Okay, every time you've gone through my phone, do you find anything? Like, every time I go through your phone, do I find anything? No. So then at that point, you like picking dumb shit to get mad at. And then you just, we grew to a point where we're like, okay, we like, we like, we know we love, love, love each other. So for us, like, and don't get it twisted. My husband comes with me to as many things as he can. If we can get a sitter for the kids, he comes with me to as many things. Like, but if there's, like today, he was actually going to help my dad with some home improvement stuff, so he couldn't come with me. But he would have. Like, he comes with me to as much stuff as possible. Yeah, so it's like, and I never not wear my wedding ring in my photo shoots, video shoots, whatever. I never not wear my, wear my wedding ring. Um, everybody knows I'm married. Like, I make it very clear that I'm married, and he knows that, and he knows that I would never let anybody disrespect our marriage, like. And he knows that I'm not going to disrespect. So, like with the rappers you've worked, you've never had anybody that's like, do you? No. Do you find that behind every supportive or every uh, successful person, there's a supportive partner, or do you feel like the support just comes from, or the success just comes based off of the person that's actually working towards that goal? I think it really depends on what the situation is and like what type of support you need. Like, if I had a deadbeat for a, a baby father, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would probably be hard for me to move around the way I move around with having two small kids. You know what I mean? So, but I don't have a deadbeat. You know oh. what I mean? Um, 
And, and it's just different things. Like I said, I think it just depends on what type of support you need. There's a lot of people who come up where they say that they didn't have anybody behind them, but I feel like you had to have at least one person. Somebody there. You know what I mean? Who, yeah. when you felt down, somebody helped talk you mm-hmm. off the ledge or something. When I you definitely were, think um, it's important. So when you were like in Atlanta or like LA, like you were married at the time? Yeah. So, uh, so he was definitely like, you got the, you definitely got the, full the support. support yeah. Like, yeah, he knows. And I'm always honest with him about everything. Like, Trust, like, if I'm out in, well, when I go to Atlanta, my best friend actually lives there. Okay. So when I go to Atlanta, I stay with her. So it's never an issue of, like, a hotel or anything like that. Um, And we're, you know, he doesn't even, I love him so much because he don't even <laughs> be on that bullshit where, like, he's constantly calling yeah. me every hour or whatever. When I'm out, like, we'll talk maybe every few hours or, like, he'll text me maybe, like, just check in. four hours after, like, oh, how's the thing going or whatever? Like, you good? Like, he'll be like, you straight or whatever. But we don't be on each other like that. Like if like he knows like when I have to work, I got to get my work done. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't be on the phone, but if I need him, he's there, you know? Um, and like, there's been situations where I've had to go out of state and I've had to stay in a hotel room and there's five of us bunking in one room and I'm the only female and he'll know. Like I'll tell him, I'll be like, yo, but I like, I'm getting that bed and everybody <laughs> else is getting a cot or a floor. Like, let's keep, let's keep that straight. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But he knows that, you know, I, I tell him, I'll be like, yeah, so, you know, Jimmy booked us this hotel room, but like, Rich is up in here with us, and I'll be like, but Rich is on the floor, Jimmy's on the other bed, we got a cop guys wouldn't even, They don't care what, what the situation is, like, they're nah, not they shutting like, shit down, right? We shared a hotel room with four men, like. <laughs> like, you're telling me, and nothing's gonna happen? Like, nah, when, actually, I think the most I've shared a room with is three. Okay. Yeah. But even that's three like, too many for me. I don't know. <laughs> nah, like I said, it's, but you know, and but the thing is, is that everyone, solid. right, and everyone that I'm around respects my husband. Like I said, he comes with me to a lot of stuff, so it's really not that many people that I've been around who haven't met my husband. Okay. Well, we look forward to meeting him next time we have him here. <laughs> Definitely bring him through the next time. Oh no, nah, he'll space. he'll come. Like I said, today he had already like promised my dad to yeah. help him out with some stuff, definitely. so. So before we wrap it up, I was wondering if we can we get and I'm, I'm I got you with the cash app. Can we get the story? Oh yeah, I got you. All right. So um, she thought he was gonna ask for a freestyle. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I did a lot this last month. Like, she exhausted. She did 31 days straight. I saw it in her face. Like she was like, come Instagram. on. Like <laughs> now, nah, but uh, so mommy loves you. Um, basically, when I was 18, I was just coming off of my freshman year of college. I used to go to UConn. I was coming home from my freshman year of college, linked up with like an ex-boyfriend that, you know, it was one of those young teenage love things, you know, that you think, you mm-hmm. know, down the line, y'all will end up like really together or whatever. Together forever. Right. I had like 10 of those. But... <laughs> right. So, um, you know, I ended up linking up with him one night. And then that night I was like, why do I keep going back to him? Like, he's still doing the same bum shit that he was doing before. I'm in college now. Like, I need right. to just move on. So that was my mindset. I'm moving on. And then found out I was pregnant. So um, when I found out I was pregnant, you know, he left me. Like, I reached out to him to let him know that I was pregnant. And he tried to play the shit out of me, told me that it wasn't his and all this other shit, even though he knew I wasn't that type of girl like right. to just be mm-hmm. out here or whatever. So um, he did. And then uh, I didn't hear from him again. And... um. Yeah, it was just kind of like what I went through in that time frame. And um, I did lose the baby, you know, because I would have had like a teenager right now. Okay. So um, I did lose the baby. But the the story is just basically like 
how we went from A to Z, you know? So it's like everything I was going through, dropping out of college, stressing out with my mom, you know, all the, just all the stuff that you go through. Cause you know, a lot of people don't realize a lot of people think about like what I was going through was more so like everybody kept telling me like, Oh, you know, you hurt your father. Your father's so disappointed in you. Your mother was crying. Your, your grandmother did it. And it's like, everybody's talking about what my actions, how my yeah. actions affected everybody else. And I'm like, does anybody care about how Nikki how feels? Feel, right? Like, does anybody realize that like, I'm about to be a teen mom and the dude that I thought was going to be there dipped oh. on me and you guys want me to be more concerned that my father's hurt, but what, I got to drop me. Like, I got to drop out of college. I got to go full time at this job. I fucking hate so that I could be able to support this child. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it was so much going on. And I just got to a point like a lot of people didn't know that about me because unless you were friends with me at the time, um, people didn't know that I was pregnant back then. And then um, so it was just one day we were at South by we were in South by Southwest. And it was after, like, my first time performing. And like I said, I've known Jimmy for a long time. So this was way before he was my manager, anything like that. We were all at South by Southwest together. And I had just came off the stage, and we were walking back. And he was like, yo, Nikki, you need a Love is Blind. Yo, I'm telling you, you need an Eve. You need a Love is Blind record. <laughs> so he's like, yo, I'm going to get you with this. My boy, he's a dope producer. Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right. So I end up finding the beat, you know, that I was going to use. And then I'm like, okay, I got the beat. What am I going to talk about? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> I got the beat. What is the story supposed to be? So I'm like, okay, do I want to talk about something that happened in my life? Do I want to just make something up? You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, nah, but if it's going to be real, like if, it's, if I'm going to give it emotion, for you know, to be on the level that it needs shit. to be on, it got to be some real shit. So I was just like thinking like, damn, what's something that I don't talk about? You know, like I really had to sit with myself like, What's something that people just don't know about me? And then I was like, shit, it just, I thought about when I was 18. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to talk about that. And I actually rewrote that song like six times. Really? Why? Just trying to make sure I told the story in the best way I could. Okay. You know, it's like, if you're going to do it, do it right. Most definitely. I mean, that's definitely some real shit like that a lot of people go through. And, you know, most people don't look at it like this. Like, yo, yeah, yo, because like, when you're when you're young, right, and you do some fucked up shit, your first thought is like, "Yo, my, like, what are my parents gonna think?" Yeah, like, like my parents are gonna really kill me or whatever. Yo, like... nobody really considers like, "Yo, like, I'm stressed as fuck. Like, my whole life just got altered. Like, like, right. I'm in. Like said, I got all I these goals. Like, I have to. I can't become like I can't reach those goals and aspirations that I have. Yeah, like, all of but, yo, everything happens for a reason. Yo, thank you for sharing that story with us. Thank you for coming on the show. Anytime. Thank you, thank you. For the listeners out there, drop um like where can they hear your music, listen to you, follow you? Okay, so I'm on all the streaming platforms. Just type in H U N N I, honey. I'm on all the streaming platforms. So no matter what you got, I'm on there. Um, and then, you know, Instagram, Twitter is at honey music, H U N N I music, Facebook.com backslash honey music. And those are the main three that I use. I don't have Snapchat and I'm never on my TikTok. But my TikTok is Honey Music. I was just never on there. So I'm like, three platforms is kind of enough. <laughs> you might you might need me uh, more active on TikTok, man. Get one of these kids to dance to this shit. Yo, I hear you. it all the time, all the time. You know what? Anybody watching, if you're a dancer and you want to go create a show-off dance, 
I was supposed to have a dance for show off when I dropped it, and it was mm-hmm. supposed to be a TikTok challenge. Mm-hmm. I hired somebody to come up with the dance for me because I'm not a dancer. I got a mean tool step, but that can't be, <laughs> that can't be show Look, I got off. A square. I'm a big guy. I got a square. Yo, I stay in that square. You feel me? Like, and you got, got the snap. I got the Billy. I got the Billy. You know that's, that's my shit. The snap so, is too much. Just a head bob. Like, you feel? Okay, I throw the snap. <laughs> I throw the snap with the two step. So, uh, <laughs> but I remember like I hired somebody. She never came through. She ended up just cash apping me my money back. Like. And a lot of people told me like, oh, no, nah, like I have a lot of choreographer friends and nobody did it. So right. I was just like, OK, cool. Okay. So if anybody wants to make a dance for show off and let's turn it into a TikTok thing, please uh, just DM let's me. Let's get to it. <laughs> but all right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. As always, like, share, subscribe, comment. Just tune in. Spread Thank that you. love. Spread the love. What's the saying? Fake over fear. Fake over fear. Every day, fake over fear. Counting money off my ass while I'm puffing a Dutch. You know how to get me going as you fucking a what? I'm fucking it up. Deep stroke all in your guts. No front and joke button. I be pumping it up. The way you hold it down, you ain't never gotta worry. I ain't going nowhere. Me and you is military. All these bros wanna hate. All these boys wanna fuck. I ain't none of these niggas. Put the money. In the truck, hurry up. I'm a thug down to the week, Tim's. You know, I'm only sober on weekends. You need so much to me. Ain't no way we just gonna be friends. I want the real thing, I don't pretend. We deep so gangsta, I rob a bank with you. You can pour that handy while I roll a dank with you. I put my makeup on while I'm cleaning off the pistol. You know, I'm down to ride if we ever got an issue. <laughs> you, you, you so gangsta, 